I'm Gary Coe, and I just want to put a little introduction onto this teaching that you're about to hear. Uh, there's some information there about in 2 Corinthians 12, speaking of Paul's thorn in the flesh. There's so much uh, untruth taught about that. But anyway, if you go on into the video teaching a little while after you've seen that, there'll be some uh, information on how to free up your mind and those strongholds that have kept you back in your life. I want you to listen carefully. I want you to listen to the entire message. Please do that because I will just tell you there could be a lot of fruit for you in your life, free up a lot for you, your family, and so on. That's why we build our faith. We don't want to believe for things. We know we're coming into some tough times, and the more faith we have, from the Word of God, the more victory we will have and the more protection, the more favor we have from everything that God word, God's Word promises. So God bless you, thank you, and enjoy this teaching in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to hit this head on because it just came up recently again. You know, I, 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 get, I just assume that a lot of people have really know the Word of God, they don't get all caught up in this situation. It's called Paul's thorn in the flesh. And it just seemed like when you look at this, uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but it just seemed like there are so many people that consider themselves theologians, brilliant scholars, and yet they bruise through this thing like they're really trying to make God look bad. And that just disgusts me because God is good, devil's bad. So when you read this, go through this, and I'm going to just start in the um, first verse of chapter 12, 2 Corinthians. And I'll work my way through this. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Number two, I knew a man in Christ above, about above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such as one caught up in the third heaven. And this was Paul himself. That's pretty well agreed upon by scholars, totally. Verse 3, And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Verse 4, four How that he was caught up into a paradise, and heard, heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. In other words, uh, I made a note here one time, it's beyond man's ability to express everything that God has. It's just beyond our ability. And he heard some things, and, and you know, honest, honestly, when you find people that spend their life with the Lord, they're going to know some things that they can't share. Or they have, can't find people that have enough foundation to gather up what they're talking about. And, and that's just kind of a given. So, uh, moving on this again. Uh, so he was caught up in paradise, heard unspeakable things. Um, five, of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth me. In other words, he says, uh, there's things in me, but I don't want to be puffed up about it. I'm not going to build my whole uh, image on all these things that have happened for me, or even everything that I know. Now, let's get right into it here. And lest I should be exalted above measure... Through the abundance of revelation, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, 
the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And, and all these highly educated, brilliant scholars, they say, what was the thorn in the flesh? Well, if you, a third grader with a good Bible could tell you the word messenger is always an angel. Always, throughout the whole Bible, if it talks about a messenger, if there's one exception, I don't know about it, they're always, it's always talking about a messenger that brought a message. Uh, can I hear any amens? Amen. Amen. Because that's what this was. It was an angel. An angel of who? Darkness. What did he do? Did he injure him and poke him with something? No, I don't think so. What's the flesh? The flesh is the brain, the mind, the thoughts. You see, that's our flesh. But we have, we have, a, we have these thoughts where we load up on certain things, like fear and doubt. But we have a heart that loads on what? <laughs> Faith and belief. Courage. Mm -hmm. So you see, he's talking about he's been wounded in the flesh. In other words, there's darkness that comes after him with thoughts. How many has ever had thoughts uh, during the day or in the middle of the night? Oh, man, things are really going to be bad. Huh? All in your mind, right? What do you do when that happens? Well, you can lay all night and fret, or you can say, wait a minute, that, that's uh, something that the devil wants to take me off track with, or discourage me, or keep me awake all night. What do I do? Well, I'll just say it into the tube. A lot of times, I'll just start quoting the word. If it's coming after me about, oh, well, let's just say an example, about my past. Oh, did you remember when you did this and so on? Well, you know, I'm a new man in Christ, am I not? Yeah, didn't you get the memo, Satan? <laughs> you know, I'm a new man. I'm a new creature, the Bible says, uh, because I made the Lord uh, Jesus my, uh, my Lord and my Savior, and, and I've been rede redeemed. I'm a, new I'm a new man in Christ. Amen? Amen? So these are things, because you fight. How do you fight darkness? With the Word of God. Other thing is pray in the Spirit. I mean, that, it hasn't been three or four nights since I woke up in the night with something, began to pray in tongues, and went to sleep right away. What, what was going on? Well, I ignored the darkness, right? Now the messenger of Satan came to buffet me. Came to buffet me. Doesn't say he stuck a knife in my side. Doesn't say he beat me with a whip. It said he came to buffet me. How many's been buffeted because you know the Lord? Yeah, everybody has. How many's been in a conversation with a good friend and all of a sudden they came at you with this? Well, how, do you, how come you do this? How come you're into this faith stuff? You know, where, where'd you get the idea that was a good thing? That's a buffet, right? And it's a buffet meant to take you off track. See, the devil came after him to take him off track because why did he do that? You know what it says in Mark 4 about the Word of God? It said a persecution arises for the Word's sake. So it was heavy persecution that was coming after him because the devil was able to stir up people around him trying to get him off track. That's right. But persecution comes for the Word's sake. So if you're walking in the Word, get used to it. There will be persecution. And so, you know, some brilliant scholar would probably shout me down right now because I've heard stories about these guys and they'd study and say, well, we just never know what that thorn was. Well, can't you figure out what a messenger of Satan is? 
You know what I mean? Probably some Sunday school would know better than that. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll stick on this, lest I should be exalted above measure. Well, you know, what is the measure? See, in Paul, in, in these first few verses, he's talking about, you know, I, I've been some places. You know, it's like the ad on TV, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Paul had seen a thing or two. He'd paid a big price for it, but he knew who he was. And what he's trying to say is here, okay, let's, let's go on here before I get, uh, get off here. But he said, for this thing I sought the Lord thrice. That's... Three times if you don't know what it means. <laughs> anyway, I sought him three times that he might depart from me. That it might depart. I'm sorry, I misread that. That it might depart. What was the it? The voice of darkness. Harassing him, buffeting him. And he said to me, listen to this now. My grace is sufficient for thee. Okay, so... Uh, what you'd hear out there from these people, well, you got enough grace, it's okay. Just go ahead, you're going to get punished, you're going to get beat up, but it's grace, you know. You know what grace is? It's the power of the gospel. It, it's where we get all our empowerment is from the grace. Jesus died for us to bring us into the kingdom by his grace. We're saved by faith through how? Grace. It's the power of salvation. It's the power of the blood. So God is saying to him, look, my grace, the blood that Jesus bled for you, is all you need because you have the authority. You have the power. You have authority over all power of the enemy, Luke 10, 19. And just go ahead and speak to that thing. That's right. Does this make sense? Yes, yes. yes it does. So my grace... What my, what my Jesus did for me is sufficient for me to go after anything. And it said, my strength is made uh, perfect in weakness. So what does that mean? Well, it, it's pretty simple. Let me, let me read the whole thing. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in the infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Uh, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessity and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Okay, what's that got to do with? The flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. That's why when you're weak and you're all beat up and somebody's messed with your brain all day, you get home and get in the Word and you'll come right out of it. That's it. Or you go, go uh, get away from them, get the word right there in, in, in your car or wherever you're at. In other words, you see, to me it's quite simple. You've got a flesh and you've got a spirit man. And the power is in the spirit of God, in the spirit of man, in the word of God. Does this make sense at all? Yes. Sure it does. Yes. So, you know, with all the intellectuals and all that, sometimes it takes a cowboy from South Dakota to look at this and say, this is what it really says. And, of course, I've heard teaching on it along the way to enforce it, too. But, I, I honestly, I've never really sat down and looked at it uh, to the thing I did today. And, and the Lord just, it just all opened up to me. And so, why did I talk to this, talk about this with the introduction about Job? Well, it's simple. Because fear and doubt comes from the head, the, the, the noggin up here, the flesh. The meat, the meat head, <laughs> the meat in your head. That's where fear and doubt comes in. That's why we have to say with our mouth and believe in our heart the word of God. 
That's why we speak it out. How do we, how do we get rid of darkness? Speak to it. You know, uh, uh, it's like I talked about fear. How do you get rid of fear? See, and I, I talked about that again. I, I brought it forth emphatically because, I mean, everybody quotes this scripture. I mean, people don't even know the word. They'll quote, well, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love is on mine. Okay, good. And that's about what they say. They have no idea what it said. They have no clue what they just said. They miss the fact that, that God has not given me that spirit. That's it. He's not given me that spirit of fear. He didn't give Paul that spirit. Didn't give me that spirit. Paul found out he could get rid of that. And you know he did. He's the one that taught us about authority after, you know, getting on into Ephesians and talking about uh, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking into captivity every thought to the greetings of Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 10, and that's probably verse 3 through 5, whatever. Uh, how come I know that scripture? Well, because probably 30 years ago I was having a lot of fight with my head. And the Lord showed me that and showed me how I could use that scripture to unload that darkness from trying to penetrate my brain, either to bring guilt into me or, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know. So I just began to quote that scripture. You know, we're around people and say, well, you know, devil's body, just, just cast him out. Well, I tried that and he'd be back in three minutes. <laughs> you know, you got these thoughts going on, you're trying to sleep and... Yeah, I cast you, devil, I cast you out and all that. Yeah, well, you'd be back in three or four or five minutes, ten minutes or something more. And the Lord gave me that scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. Well, it's just right there. You only have to turn back a page or two. Um, in verse 3, it's a great thing because, see, uh, really, Paul wrote this too, didn't he? Tell me, did Paul write this too? He said, though, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Why? Because the flesh is where... Darkness can penetrate. But for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the deeds of Christ. You don't know how that freed me up. She does. Free you up too. And, and it's, it's like when you're out and about and you run into people that are just so tormented with things. And with men, a lot of them, and even women today, a lot of them, it's like lust. You know, lusting after something. Maybe it's money, but it may be something else too. If you can share that scripture with them and get them to, get them to say that thing out loud and stay with it, they'll get free from it. That's one of the greatest freedom scriptures I've ever found in the Word of God. But see, it says that though we walk in the flesh, yeah, we have bodies. We're going to have this body, this earth suit, as long as we're here. But we have this flesh, and we have this brain, and we have this thought process. So we walk in that flesh, but we do not war after it. You know, and you can, you can kind of figure out what that means. In other words, human reasoning won't get you anywhere. It's just like fear. You know, and you'll, you'll hear intellectual people say, well, you know, little fear is good. No, it isn't. It's a spirit. No amount of fear is good. Nothing the devil has is good. Not anything he has is good. So, can you get counseled out of fear? No. Counseling is in the flesh. 
I'm not saying there aren't some good counselors because there's Christian counselors that will, will bring you the Word of God and get you freed up. So I want to make that clear. There are some really good Christian counselors. But a normal everyday counselor, no way. They'll just make it worse. Devil knows how to hide from that kind of stuff. He knows how to laugh at those things. Uh, but the, so our weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God. Um, so it takes God to keep you free. Paul's pretty smart, wasn't he? <laughs> so, and there we go. Verse 5. Think about this. I didn't know I was going to get this, but casting down imaginations. Now, uh, your other translations don't use that word, imaginations, but I, I love it. What? Yeah, arguments and so on. But the imaginations really helps me think about it because how much most people get into sin because they start imagining doing something, and or maybe they're maybe they have a, 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 a like maybe they have a diagnosis of of a, like today somebody contacted me uh, um, said they just got diagnosed with leukemia. Well, you know, that's you. That's you. What's going to happen? You're going to start imagining. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You start imagining the worst, you know, the worst, the worst. But see, he said to cast that down. Replace it with faith. Amen? Is that why we want to learn faith? Because <laughs> we want to walk in it. We want to be caught up in these things. But the imagination is one of the things that the devil will use to pull people into sin. A lot of the, a lot of the sexual sins, a lot of the marriages are broken up because they get to looking the wrong way and start imagining certain things. That's just, uh, so exalt itself, the casting down those imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Just think about those words, because if it's coming against you, it's coming against God, because the Bible says that you and Him are one spirit. You are one spirit with him, the Bible says. So anyway, and bring into every into captivity every thought to the deeds of Christ. Now, since I got on this subject, how, how do you apply that? Uh, here's the thing. Since I got on this thing, and I don't think it's that far off track because we're flowing with what Paul was up against with his mind, and he'd been given so much information and he didn't want to be puffed up, and he didn't want people coming by and say, Paul, you're really brilliant. He didn't want any of that going on either. He didn't want a glory in, in himself. So uh, in writing that, where he says, uh, you're, you're talking about your thought realm, uh, I should have kept my place there uh, on that chapter 10 for a minute. It says, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, Right? So you got these thoughts, and you're trying to get there, and all of a sudden you quote that thing, and, and, and you know, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I had something going on one time, it was just an attack, and I quoted that scripture, and it's almost like I heard a balloon pop in my head, because like the devil was trying to get a hold of me, uh, get me off track. So anyway, so it was delivered, right? But now you're empty. You're empty, right? Mm -hmm. You with me? Mm -hmm. So let's go here to Philippians chapter 4. And let's go to verse 6. And now you'll have an idea of what this scripture is here for. It says, 
Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Right? Now, verse 8 is payoff. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye both learned and received and heard and seen in me and do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay, you, you went through this exercise, and you can help people with this. You can probably help yourself sometime. You just cleaned your mind out with 2 Corinthians 10, right? Now it's empty. Now you need to fill it up with praises. Amen. You need to fill it up. And, and, and honestly, I don't care what it sounds like. You know, we, we've had four beautiful children. But the cutest thing about our kids is the little girls, their little fat legs when they're like three or four years old. And, and so there's times I just think about how, well, I, I mean, I know Sandy's sitting here at the table, but I just think how beautiful my wife is. I think about how cute those girls are. I just start thinking about these things. Is that spiritual? Well, for me, it worked because it, it got rid of all that, whatever that attack was, and all of a sudden I'm thinking about good things. You know, what's good? Well, Jesus is good. He's, you know, think, and you can do whatever that works for you. But this is a good way to get cleaned up with your mind and, and get off those things that would attack you and try to steal your joy, steal your future, divide you from friends, all kinds of things that the devil can do. Amen? Amen? How's that sound? So, so then, uh, you know, first of all, uh, or not first of all, but you see there's so much in here when we really dig into this and, and see what it really says. I think that's my point. Uh, but, you know, what, what, do you, what do you say? You know, these scriptures that I quote a lot, and I, I pack them around all the time. But, you know, it's, 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 it's focusing on the power of God working in your life. You know, I'm strong in the Lord. I'm powered through my union with Him. I draw my strength from Him, that strength which he, His boundless might provides. Now, that's a good way to fill up your brain, isn't it? That's better than saying, oh, my gosh, they're after me again today. You know, he, they're going to beat me again today, throw me off a cliff. Who knows? Maybe run over me and uh, steal my, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> my birthright. Well, you know, I'm just talking about empowering yourself instead of falling for the wiles of the devil, instead of falling for people that come up with these things. They're just trying to prove that God isn't, I don't know what they're trying to prove, because they consider themselves scholars. And I, It disgusts me, because it hit me again recently, not that long ago, and heard some of that stuff, and I just say, look, I don't want to hear this stuff, you know? You know, I, I don't want to hear this anymore. And then they talk about, well, you know, besides that, you know, Paul said, I think he lost his eyesight. You know, he said something about his eyes. My God. He must have been able to see. He, he, he made it a lot of years. So, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, we, we don't want to focus on these things. But like today, hopefully this, this really hits some things that shows you the difference between the soul and the spirit. And, and the flesh and the spirit of man, a spirit of, spirit of God. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of like uh, my mentor, Dr. Hagen, used to say. He said, if, if the devil can get you in the thought realm, he can beat you every time. 
But if you can keep him in the spirit realm, he'll, you'll beat him every time. Amen. Now think about that. Yeah. And the old, good old Dr. Summerall to say, you know, feed your spirit. Uh, I, I mean, uh, feed, your feed your spirit and starve your, starve your doubts. doubts. Yeah. Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Well, there's something to say about that, isn't it? And that's a problem. You can help these people that get all off into some things that they shouldn't be in. And, and you know, you, you, we've got to be armed with this. We've got to be armed and ready because we, we have to have some comebacks. We know God. And we need to tell people, look, that's, that's baloney baloney that you're, somebody's tried to tell you. Where did you hear that? And, and I hate to say this, but this is coming out of, I mean, the lies and untruths are coming out of pulpits, a lot of pulpits. And you have to think, where... What are they trying to prove? You know, well, I, what I'm trying to prove is that Jesus loves me, and this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Amen. And 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 uh, it, when it gets into my prayer life, I thought about you know what, what's my prayer life? Well, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul to keep. <laughs> no, it, no, it's fighting the good fight of faith. It's walking in this thing, and, and it's not allowing these these. Uh, these weapons of our warfare to overcome us and not to trick us or to bring things alongside. But again, persecution arises for the word's sake. So the more we know, the more opportunity there is for somebody to try to take us off course and, and get us into a compromise. Uh, do I want to compromise? Not in, not in my lifetime. Why wouldn't I compromise? Well, because the word of God is too rich. There's too much fruit in it. And that other life that we had, that wasn't so fun. No. You know, we thought it was fun, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just, it was just there. So where can I go from here? You know, really, uh, that's that's a lot of what I wanted to share. Uh, I mean, it just kind of really gets down to the bottom line. We, the weak in the flesh, uh, and strong in the spirit. That's where we want to be. That's why he said, "I'm made weak," but through my Weakness, I am strong. Why? Because you learn when, when you're a little frail in the spirit, you're beat down a little bit, you learn to reach for some strength, don't you? You learn to reach for the Word of God. You learn to, learn, learn to read this little note I have in here. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen? Amen. So how can, how can you have a, ever have a bad day? Or how can you ever be deceived by these things? Or how can you be just totally uh, swept over by the, what we used to say, the 5 o'clock news, 6 o'clock news, 24-hour news? How could that ever ruin your day? Well, it, it can be some news you don't want to hear, but you see, we gird ourselves up. Because that in itself, if you want to know about it, our news media is darkness. You, you don't ever hear news media by description as bad news. Like the person said, if it wasn't for bad news, there wouldn't be any news at all. How many's ever heard that one? Well, in a way, it's true when it comes to the, 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 wor the world's messages and the world's talk. So, but we have the good news of the gospel. So if you're watching this video right now, and you, you've heard some things that you like, but you haven't really made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to invite you to say, Jesus, I want you to come into my life and set me free. 
So the Bible says if I uh, believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus raised from the dead, that I will be saved. So right now I say with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus, you'll come into my life, set me free, and I say I am born again. So Father, bless them right now in Jesus' name for their commitment, and thank God, love you all, have a beautiful day in Jesus' name, amen.